This is Guy Courtin with Supply Chain Radio. I'm joined today by Mr. Dave Morgan. Dave, how are you? Hey, doing all right. Great. Dave, why don't you uh, give a quick intro on who you are and what you do, and then we'll, uh, we'll get into this. Great. My name is Dave Morgan. I'm with GT Nexus, and I'm a supply chain consultant. I've been in the industry uh, probably about 20 years throughout different roles and responsibilities and came from the LSP community, used to be a customer of GT Nexus. Great. So Dave, we're obviously sitting here and, and you and I have been talking about a lot of sort of some of the hot topics that we've seen in supply chain, one of which is around visibility. And both of us just came back from Inforum, which is the big N4 conference. So when we start out with that, why don't you give our viewers from your perspective, what did you see at Inforum that you think our listenership needs to be aware of? Great topic. We spent a lot of time in the hub during Inforum. So uh, in between sessions, I'd say probably more than 50% of the, the demos that I did it in forum were around visibility, whether it's manufacturing or retail, a lot of moving parts and a lot of silos that needed to be brought together. So that seems to be a real problem that we're uh, out there trying to solve in the marketplace. So when you talk about silos, let's dive in a little deeper into that. What exactly are these silos we're talking about? I mean, we, we hear it a lot, right? We hear it both from our own talk, but you hear in the market itself talking about data silos or information silos or system silos. I mean, what exactly are, are we specifically looking at with that term? Well, I mean, on the inbound supply chain, um, you know, manufacturing would be one example where we're sourcing from overseas. And once that order is placed, the factory that's receiving those components to make the finished good have no visibility on their inbound supply chain until they open up the trailer and or container and they're missing some of their product. <laughs> right. right. So uh, that's one thing. On the outbound side, you know, the customer service you know, department may not have that visibility to their all their outbound supply chain and that last mile delivery to the end customer. So still a lot of manual processes we're finding out there. And, you know, I'm happy to say that we have a lot of solutions here at GT Nexus that can bring a lot of that information to uh, the user all in one place. So when we talk about that, and you mentioned sort of some of the things we're working on, when I hear this, when we talk about this, the data is there, right? I mean, the data is, is available. It doesn't have to be created. Is that correct? Would you say it's right? Yeah, it's the, the data is in so many different spots, right? So having a solution that can bring all that information together and not only just bringing it together, you know, from a reporting solution and having to have the user try to make sense out of that information, you know, having that control layer on top uh, of actionable information. And, you know, now we're getting pretty good at it. We're now to the point where we have a control center that is able to apply machine learning and AI yep. in order to identify those problems for you. So, you know, we're moving in the right direction there to kind of sort through all the clutter and take in a lot of different pieces of information to give you the most, the clearest picture of your supply chain in real time. So when you talk about machine learning, artificial intelligence, I know those are some of the big, I hate to use the word buzz terms, but we're hearing it a lot, whether it's here at the event we're in today or or in the general media, the press, and other players in the market space, does artificial intelligence, is it going to help us uncover new issues in our supply chain? Is it going to help us solve existing issues? Is it going to empower humans to make better decisions? Is it going to help us find better patterns in the data? I mean, what exactly is it going to do for us today? Well, so something surprising, right? We're always looking for the problems, but we're also trying to uncover opportunities as well, right? So not just the bad, but also some of the good good and the bad, right? Yeah. So artificial intelligence kind of gives you that perspective that you may not see in all the data that's presented to you. That's one thing we're not short on, right, is yeah. data. And we're constantly being presented with it day in and day out. So 
you know, training the machine in order to know what to look for is kind of the first step there. And beyond that, you know, once it's trained, it's, it's being able to prescribe and to look back at how we solve those problems in the past and start presenting those to the user to the point where at some point, hopefully we can step away from those type of tactical, you know, day-to-day issues and set your supply chain, not on autopilot, really, but to take, you know, a little bit of a hands-off approach, I guess, and focus more on the strategic issues at hand. So do you think in the way what you're seeing, Dave, and what you've talked to some customers and prospects and you're seeing the market, so artificial intelligence, machine learning, when it comes to these issues, it's much more of a, a tool to take away sort of the, the I don't want to say the boring, but the, the issues of the machine itself can start learning and taking care of, and freeing up the human to do more strategic, to be more visionary, to look ahead, to figure out how the supply chain can do more, more nimble things. Is that correct? It's the next step in exception management. Yep. So the next, I like that, the next step in exception management. So it's really taking sort of exception management up a tier when it comes to our, the way we manage our supply chains. That's right. Now, just out of curiosity, do you have top of mind sort of uh, any examples of that where you're seeing companies or you're seeing supply chains starting to figure out, wow, now we can apply machine learning to handle these exceptions. Let's move away from that from the human perspective. Have you seen any of these examples like that? Well, not so much on the machine learning side, but I mean, I've certainly seen automation come into play on those basic tasks where we used to, you know, have somebody look up a routing guide or something like that. And, you know, just moving away from those manual decision processes and moving to a more automated process. I've seen a lot more of that. I'm really surprised in in our industry that we aren't quite ready to let go of the reins yet. (laughs) Right. 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 So those, uh, you know, I encountered that type of resistance more often than anything else. Great. So let me ask you one last question. Looking out five years from now, are we reporting to a robot overlord or is there some mix or are we still as humans in control of our supply chains? Yeah, I hope that we're still in control of our supply chains. I, I don't want to put myself out of a job, but uh, <laughs> right. you know, I, I don't think we're quite to, uh, to Terminator. Uh, Terminator you know, level yet? Okay. No, that's right. Okay. So you heard it here first. So Dave Morgan does not think that in five years our robot overlords will be taking over our supply chains, but they'll obviously be much more smarter and much better and better attuned in helping us as humans run those supply chains. Is that fair to say? That's, that's fair to say. Great. Yeah. Dave, thanks so much. This has been really great. Again, this is Supply Chain Radio. And Dave Morgan, thanks again. 